If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow, the money. follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSEN. Hey, hey, top of the morning to you. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard with you live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up today, over the next three hours, uh, 30 minutes from right now, Josh Applebaum on the program, a market update in the NFL. Some of these big line moves that we've had for week number three. In 90 minutes, Tim Jenkins, uh, quarterback trainer and analyst, QB Channel, uh, is QB, all things QB. Very good stuff from him. I was watching it on Tua yesterday. What's the problem going on right now in Denver? Is Matt Ryan cooked? And uh, Wednesdays with the Maestro, Mike Palman studio today, along with, uh, well, Bobby Carpers, Carpenter is going to be on a little bit later on. He won a national title with Ohio State. Big game between uh, the Buckeyes and the Badgers this weekend. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, he hit number 60 last night. Yep. Now we go. Now it gets fun. Absolutely. A lot of money on the line. A lot of bets on the line, history on the line. How much money does he have on the line? Absolutely. And where's it going to come from next year? And was, uh, yes. And imagine if he's going to win the triple crown, hit 63, 64 home runs, and he walks. Cashman can't show his face again in New York. Oh, no, he's got to go. I mean, can you imagine the yeah. emotions of uh, Yankees fans if that actually happens and they don't win the World Series this year? They'll burn it down. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. have you ever seen anything move this quickly? Uh, I forget which day it was. But I, I, I think I was probably, I want to guess it was Saturday morning. If you go back just a couple of days ago, I'm uh, in a bunch, you know, in front of a bunch of TVs. I got college football on and I'm searching around for like numbers. I'm looking at different sports and I pull up futures in baseball. 
And uh, I noticed that Aaron Judge was available to win the American League Triple Crown at that time. I'm like, yes. oh, interesting. I, don't, I haven't looked at this one yet. He was 16-1. to 1. This is a couple days ago. Well, yep. he is now leading. We forget about the home runs and RBIs. You all know about that. He leads the American League in batting average after last night as well. So he's a tick up on Bogarts. And he's like two points up on the kid from the Twins right now. He's even money. He went from 16 to, in, a, in a flash like that. 16-1. to 1. See ya. And now even money yep. to win the Triple Crown. I'll answer your question. Maybe uh, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. But other than that, this this thing to go from... Yeah, it could be. Right? And, uh, maybe the Guardians to win the division. They were minus 250 uh, last Monday. Now they're 5,000 <laughs> with the win yesterday. That's another one. But this... Uh, yeah, I know you're livid uh, about... Why don't you pitch around the guy? But it's 8-4 to four in the bottom of the ninth. How about the guy not even getting an out? Crow, 8-4, bottom of the ninth, doesn't get an out. Is that bad? Stand with the walk-off, and they win the game, and they needed it, too, because the Blue Jays don't lose. But now it's, can he win the Triple Crown, and will he, he could hit two tonight and break the record. He's 14-1 to to hit two tonight. There's a good prop up, who will he break the record against? Uh, plus 125 against Boston. It's an off day tomorrow. Well, that that's really where Yankees fans hope it happens. Well, I would see us yes. right. Baltimore's five to one. The Jays plus one eighty. Would the pressure get to him? He's ten to one to do it against Texas, and he doesn't do it. It's twelve to one. But the way he's locked in oh, and he dialed went. in here, and it never happened. We thought it was coming. He never got hurt. That was the other thing. Oh, I know. He stayed healthy the whole season, and what he's doing. But I think, yeah, absolutely, the triple crown to go from sixteen to one to even money. And now it's just a matter of time before he hits two more. You, hey, hold on, hold on. Do you want to go completely contrarian and take the 12 to 1? He doesn't do it. Oh, God. Mr. No Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fun Poison, right? Yeah, right. Fun Poison. <laughs> Get the T-shirt ready. That's a good one. I, I think he can do it tonight. Why not? I don't know what the true odds are. Like Paul O'Neill hit two. A can two, you do, who give me two? two tonight? Yeah. yeah, but 14 to 1 to hit two tonight and break it. Well, again, so here's the thing. Do the Pirates, do they care? Would they? Would, you would can't it, do that. You're not playing for anything. That's the you thing, right? No, you what, can't. Do that. W- w- would they be okay with you know what in a tight game, whatever it is, if they allowed and give up 62 yeah. to him? Why would they care? They yeah. wouldn't. Well, there's one at every party, but still, you would think it'd be be ruin the fun here too. The other one on uh, Steiner Sports, Brandon Steiner. He was on the Michael K show. He was asked, "What is the second 62nd home run ball worth?" He said, "Around 2.5 million." Educated guess, but how do you know? It's only worth what someone's willing to pay oh, for. Oh, no doubt, Paul. That, who knows? That could be low. You never know. You get a Wall Street guy. You get some Yankee diehard. Look at Here's that the other night. story. Look at the melee for number 60. Animals. They always say what go, you never. What goes on at the bottom of a pile and a fumble in an NFL game? Well, look. This is probably biting, crotch grabbing. Who knows what's on the line? Now, the kid gave it back, right, for nothing. He didn't want anything in return. But the, what's on the line, and what will you ask for if you catch that 60-second home run ball? There's no telling. And right. if you're not a Yankee fan, what do you ask for? I mean, if you can, well, I, okay, so if there if that was a Yankee fan who caught it last night, and they're at home, right, and he asked for nothing, maybe some Yankee fans are going to operate that way. But if you're not a Yankees fan, and you happen to catch it, like if you're a Red Sox fan, he does it this week, and you catch the ball? Oh, yeah. Oh, you get, you're asking for $5, $10 million. I mean, if these baseball – if a Mickey Mantle rookie is going recently for, what was it, $10 million, Yeah. You're telling me the six, what that means to, fa- to fans in New York? Did you see what the Jordan jersey sold for? 
in the last I did. dance? I did. Did you see that too? Yes, that was you can't uh, put astronomical. A pri- you can't put a price on this memorabilia. No, you have no it's idea what people uh, are willing to pay. No idea. Yeah, you could be way low with that. You, you could. I, I, there think, are, I think two point five million would probably be the floor. Yeah, and I think this again. I am adamant that this is the record. I Bond, Sosa, oh. McGuire, get out of here. But uh, well, that's good for you. But I think that's silly. But, but there's also only six guys that have done this now too to hit sixty. But then it's also the lore of of, of Ruth and Maris and. Mantle and Gehrig and all the great Yankees. Well, that, that that's this, the point, that's, right? That's, that's what, what it's going to mean to a right. Yankees. If this well, was, you also have that too, though. But a baseball historian or someone like yeah, that. Sure. That's, if, yeah, sure. If Judge was doing this on another team, I think this 2.5 million talk would be probably non, nonsensical, right? But yeah, the, the fact that he's doing it in a pinstriper uniform to maybe surpass, well, to definitely, if he does this here, to surpass Mantle and Maris, for a lifelong Yankees fan who has tons of money, or from a young guy, like you said, a Wall Street guy, whatever, just, you know, he's got cash coming out of it. Who knows? Get seven, eight, ten million million for that thing. Yeah. Or they pay for that, I should say. What would you ask for? Right, hold on, let's start the insanity. Let the, I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? Oh, let me, At okay. VEASAN Live or uh, I'd probably email too. What would you ask for if you caught the ball? And you're, you're good angle too. I know, probably start at five. Why not? Yeah. Shoot for the moon. Yankee fans, you start at probably season tickets behind home plate and autographed whatever, and you go yep. from there. Yep. I will say this. I've never been a fan of adults taking baseball gloves to a game to see if they can catch a foul ball. Yeah. But I'll tell you, if I'm going to a judge game this week or for the rest of the season, or if I'm in San Diego tonight uh, or L.A. to watch Pulos over the weekend and he's going to hit 699, 700, something like that, I'm, I don't care how dumb I look, I'm taking a baseball glove to the stadium. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to have that on the entire time if I'm in bleacher seats. I want to catch that ball because if you look, think about that. You're going to get the daylights beaten out of you. <laughs> oh yeah, because they're coming you at you. Punished. They want sure. that ball. That's a two million dollar baseball. Sure it is. And <laughs> I don't want to go up there like this or have I a gouge. hot dog in my hand. And oh, hey, yeah. where's my cap? Let me see if I can grab this oh, home yeah. run. Can you imagine eye gouging, crotch grabbing, uh, biting? Everything's going on there. That's just sixty. Imagine sixty two. Anything goes. Well, if he hits one tonight or two tonight, I mean, it's people are going to have bloody faces. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And to, t- to tie this all again, yeah. like, look at this. This is what's going on right now in, in uh, San Diego with both of these possible historic moments at the same exact time. That's another one when, uh, he, when he hits 700. Yep. This is uh, Alden Gonzalez who covers the pod race. He points out, took a picture of Pujols. He is completely mobbed by people. Some of them are wearing San Diego um, attire, pod race stuff. And he says he has absolutely no connection to the city whatsoever. And there are so many people here that just wanted to come out and say hello, maybe get a selfie, an autograph, whatever. They completely mobbed him hours before the game last night. And that's going to be the case for the entire week. And forget about it in L.A. this weekend, too, if 700's on the line. Mm -hmm. But we need one more here, buddy. Come on. We need one more. It's getting a little squeaky bum time. Yeah. I got him uh, to hit over 700. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you can get plus 550 to lock in a profit. But the other thing is once you get to next week, then it's like, oh, no. And you got to worry. I know. I mean, Judge has been dialed in the whole year. This guy's at what he's doing, though, is incredible. He's in Judge range with what he's done since August 1st. Oh, he's one of the hottest but, players yeah. in baseball. But between his age and the other thing, it's like that would be if, if he goes two weeks without hitting a home run, you yep. can't be surprised. Met, put yourself in Judge's uh, shoes, by the way, right? Because you, you're the biggest thing going in that city, have been all year long, uh, and you're in that territory right now with Mantle and um, with Maris and some of the all time Yankee greats. Ruth. Yep, yeah, for sure. Um, how did I forget his name? So this is uh, after the game. You can tell like the emotions are starting to get to judge big time as he was asked about hitting number 60 last night. Kind of like, damn, I, know, I wish I would have done that with the bases loaded, you know, a little earlier in the game. You know, I was a little, I was a little upset at myself, uh, you know, just 
you know, especially early in the game, I had a couple of situations to <clears throat> either get the inning going, do something to get started, and then that situation where, you know, we're up by one, bases loaded, you know, one out, and then, you know, striking out. So I was kind of kicking myself while I was running around the bases, like, man, you idiot, you should have done this a little earlier. But, uh, you know, the team picked it up and we were able to pull that one out. Yeah, and when he was asked about it, he probably took like 10 seconds to answer it, had to gather his thoughts. It sounded like he was going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. How was he sleeping at night? I know. They needed the win, too. If they, I mean, because they still have to go to Toronto next week. That's if, right. If they would have lost, it would have been down to four and a half games. Yep. Yep. That was, was a big some, win. Some of the results last night in baseball. Oh, that game, 18 to 11. Yes. Uh, we had a baseball bankroll burner last night with the uh, Rays. Mm-hmm. That was no good. Bigger surprise. The, the Astros played people or McClanahan had nothing? Astros played people. Yeah. They played almost everybody. The Rays had three hits. <laughs> yep. And then it's 3-1 White Sox in the seventh. That was like a 10-7 final. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that division's over. That and the Mets came back to beat and the, the Mets, Brewers. Yes. Yep. So uh, kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to uh, sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Lace up for week three with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance that they offer every single Sunday all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs. And if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to 25 bucks. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown in Sunday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. And we still have, like, what, 14 games left pretty much in baseball? That's, I think, 14, 13, 14 games right around there to go. Um, Up next here on the program, we will get into more of a recap of what took place last night with win some, lose some. This is Follow the Money on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. 
In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Subscribe to VSIN Pro, get full access to the daily picks at a glance recap. Plays made by hosts and guests, 24 7 video, season prep, which is the weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game, the pro tools and the pro tips. Sign up for the discounted football special and get the pro access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription. Bet smarter all year long. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. NFL here, specifically on some quarterbacks, as uh, Tim Jenkins is kind enough to wake up with us here early on a Wednesday morning. He's a quarterback coach and film analyst, and his uh, YouTube channel is All Things Quarterback, where he does some really great deep dives on quarterback play. Tim, thanks for the time today. Great to have you on the program. Let's begin with the uh, tool performance on Sunday against the Ravens. And I, I watched your breakdown. It was great. But I will ask you here, um, how much of that performance was actually Tua being great compared to really bad play by the Ravens secondary? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think it's a combination of both. I thought Tua really did a good job. There were a couple throws where he fits things in. Like over the middle of the field, he threw a couple of in routes or like a over route where the tight end starts on one side of the formation, works to the other side, that were just big-time throws, right? So I thought he did a good job. The best clip I thought of the whole day to answer the Ravens secondary was actually the interception, right? So Tua throws an interception, and it happens because the safety, they're in too high, right? So normally those safeties are getting a ton of depth in too high. The safety jumps like a curl route. So to me, it was like, if you are the OC for the Dolphins, right, or if you're McDaniel on the sideline, you see that a safety to Tyreek Hill's side is flat-footed and jumping a curl route, like, you're the happiest guy on planet Earth, right? You just turned the ball over, but you're like, really, you're going to sit flat-footed on the side of the fastest human being on a football field right now. Like, that was just outlandish. And then we saw it the rest of the day, right? What did Miami do? They just started running go routes, and people were flat-footed. We had busted coverage. So I think, like, a part of it was – I don't think it was like the Ravens' secondary is bad at football. I think it was 
for some reason, they were coached up like we're going to squat on routes against what everyone in the NFL thinks is the fastest receiving core we've ever seen, right? So to me, it was like that just was kind of an outlandish move. And I think that's where you saw the compounding effect. And then I think we've got to give two a credit, too, because there were wide open guys. But listen, every time I cut on the all 22 and watch people, there's wide open guys, right? So there's, there's, there's guys that are open that sometimes quarterbacks just don't get to because, hey, you know, the coverage doesn't dictate that our eyes are supposed to be there. So the fact that Tua was getting there, we've got to give him credit for that too. But no, I think it was a combination of, of Tua did have a darn good game. You can't throw six touchdowns and, and not be performing well. Um, but the Ravens, I just don't understand what they were thinking in terms of trying to squat on some of these routes. Very good. Uh, Brady has ruined it for everyone. Uh, but usually yeah. that, that cliff comes and you just lose it, right? Uh, Father time is undefeated. Is, is it over for Matt Ryan? What do you see on the tape? Yeah, man, the Matt Ryan one is interesting. We were talking about it a little bit before I jumped on where it's like, you know, the Colts had success with Carson Wentz. So then when Matt Ryan comes to town, you see all the mic'd up segments coming out of there, right? Where he's coaching up the receivers. You're like, man, this is going to be a really exciting stuff. And then you, you know, you turn on the preseason and granted it's preseason, but, but they look like they're operating efficiently. And then all of a sudden it's been like, you know, the first half against Houston was atrocious. Then they come out and they score 20, right. To tie it against the Texans. Mm-hmm. And then you lose the Jags who Carson Wentz and the commanders beat in week one. Right. So, you know, Carson Wentz is sitting up in Washington. Like that's right. Suckers. Right. Like you guys, <laughs> you guys switch to that, you know, as Brady would say, you switch to that MFR and look, now you lost the team that I just beat. Right. So uh, to me, I think Matt Ryan, I, I'm not ready to write him off as like, it's done. I do. I always have to preface it for myself, especially you know, in even Russell and in in Denver, where I'm sitting there and it's like, what the heck is going on with some of these guys? And I got to remember that even Tampa was rough when Brady made the switch. And I think if if Tom Brady switches to a new offense and there's some growing pains, like I'm assuming that everyone else on planet Earth is going to have the same. But listen, you guys are you're, you're spot on about Father Time because he does not look like he's driving the ball like he's done in the past and. I always am. It's always hard on me as a former quarterback guy, right? Like, or as a former quarterback, when you sit there and you go like, man, is it that he's lost the arm strength or is it that he's just not convinced what he's seeing with his eyes yet? Cause it's a new system. Like, I think both things are factoring in there. I definitely think he's not the Matt Ryan of old, but you know, mentally he's light years ahead. So you'd think like that makes up for a lot of it. Um, so I'm not ready to write them off yet, but listen, the Colts got to get that thing fixed because you know, the AFC, I think to steal a wild card spot, man, I think is going to be so darn competitive. And then all of a sudden you got to think like, you know, everybody's been cutting on and watching the bills on national TV, just steamroll people. So you got to get the ship sure. going in the right direction, or you're going to end up going up to Buffalo in the divisional game and, and that's just, I don't think, going to go well for anybody. Follow me. Yeah, good point. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Tim Jenkins, our guest, quarterback coach and film analyst. His YouTube channel is All Things Quarterback. You live in the Denver area. So, what problems have you identified with this team on offense by watching film? Yeah, man. It's a. <laughs> so, the Denver media market, too, is a little crazy. I think people are already calling for Hackett's head. Here's what I'll say is. Uh, it's been a rough start from a time management perspective, which I think a lot of people can understand. If you're calling plays from the sideline, then situationally you're getting in a certain down in distances where you're not sure if you're going forward or, you know, kicking a field goal. 
you know, and you waste the time out, like, and everybody saw it Monday night, right? So it's like the dude's been, been lit up by everyone. Here's what I'll say. This offense is legitimately six plays. And I'm not talking about like, you know, Hey, six really, really, you know, Hey, we overthrew him by a yard. I'm talking about six plays that are inches away of having 42 more points. And then nobody's saying anything about these mm. guys, right? Because, because they had a tight end who was an inch out of bounds. They threw a slot fade this week where the guys an inch out of bounds, like, and we're talking about like, I don't even want to say an inch, like millimeters. So to me, it's like, they're really, really close. They flat out, when you get to the red zone, they need to run the football. They are running the football so darn effectively. And then all of a sudden they get to the, you know, half yard line and they're like, Hey, let's throw some 50, 50 balls to Cortland Sutton, which like as a quarterback guy, I get man. When I was in St. Louis, if you caught me in training camp, I'm just trying to throw 50, 50 balls so I can have a couple of touchdowns before they fired me. Right. Russell's in a little different spot than I was, you know, he ain't getting cut right away. So let's just hand it off, get the touchdown and move on. Cause they've been effective in the run game. And honestly, if they do that, if they just run the ball inside the five yard line, they're going to be fine. Um, they've got a tough one this week because I don't think San Francisco's an easy out. And I think Jimmy G honestly makes them possibly a little tougher in the short term. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out this week for him. Big game tomorrow. Uh, when you watch the tape, is it a quarterback and Trubisky who doesn't want to make a mistake and not taking chances, or is it scheme and conservative play calling? Yeah, well, that's a. I think I think the Steelers are an interesting case here. I think when you watch that Bengals tape from Week One, right? They, I, I, I want to say they called a little bit of a conservative game for him. I think they're trying to ease him into it, right? Um, but I also think there are some shots downfield that were just, you know, we're a millisecond late on pulling the trigger, which then forces us, Hey, we got to get to our check down or, Hey, we've got to start to scramble around. I think honestly, they're going to be fine. Um, but it's so hard saying that when you've got Kenny Pickett who played well, sitting there kind of waiting around for a lot of people, you know, want to see him get in there and make and play. I really think they're going to work through it. I think, I think Trubisky is going to end up. I mean, I honestly think they're going to end up having a shot. They're going to have to figure out how to beat the Ravens, right? Which is going to end up, which is going to be a tough out. Um, but I, I think they've got a shot in Pittsburgh. I do think we're so used to seeing them be successful, which makes it even worse um, when they do kind of, you know, like when they do kind of, you know, stutter on offense. But to me, I, 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 I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to make the switch yet, okay. but I get why a lot of people are because you've got Pickett who had such a darn good preseason for a rookie. Very good information. You can follow Tim on Twitter at T Jenkins Elite. And again, subscribe to his YouTube channel. It's called All Things Quarterback. Tim, you do a, a fantastic job breaking down NFL film. And thank you for coming on so early today. We appreciate that. I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. Yeah, some good points there about the Broncos for sure, right? I mean, they're this close to having that many more points on the board, and then if people are going to be like, yeah, maybe not that much of a problem here. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, they're getting into the uh, cross of midfield, and then they just they implode. Yeah, I think it's more of a Hackett thing, too. Uh-huh. Yes. And I, I don't, exactly what he said makes a lot of sense, because when you have the entire home crowd chanting down 5-4-3-2-1, because the, the team has had so many, again, they, they're averaging 12.5 penalties for more than 100 yards so far per game, by far the most in the NFL. That's uh, It's a terrible start yeah. in Denver. That, that Monday night game against Seattle looks... If they don't fumble at the goal line, they probably win that by two scores or more. Well, I know twice. I mean, one of them was fourth down, but yeah. That's right. right. Yep. So he does uh, really good stuff, and the breakdown on Tua was uh, fantastic by Tim. It's Follow the Money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. 
You can always get in touch with the show. The email is ftm at vcin.com. We're also on Twitter at vcin live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. We will get into uh, door number one or door number two coming up next. Would you take the Dodgers and the Astros or the field to win the World Series? Or how about Georgia to miss the playoff or this team to not win their division in the NFL? Coming up. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back, DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. And this season, new customers can bet $5 and win 200 free bets instantly. Download the app and use code VSIN. When you sign up, code VEASAN, got to be 21, DraftKings.com for full details. Here we go, Wednesdays with the Maestro. Mike Palm is the VP of Circa Sports in downtown Las Vegas, along with the Golden Gate and the D Casinos in the same exact location. Uh, Good morning, sir. How are you today? Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Paul. Good morning to Dorchester, New Hampshire, our loyal family watching on Nesson. Back home again in Vincennes, Indiana. Peekaboo Marquis, we see you. Swift Current, Saskatchewan, watching on Roger Sportsnet, O Canada. Waynesboro, Pennsylvania, in the Pittsburgh area on AT&T. And Arcadia, California, home of Santa Anita. Sunrise over Spectrum. There you go. Uh, Swift Current. Swift Current. I yeah. like that. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good name. 17,000 people. <laughs> okay. Okay. So Paulie's freaking out. Yeah. What's new, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I said earlier... I was, th- it was like a comment, right, that I made yesterday. Uh, does Survivor make it to Christmas? He said, I'm not so sure about Thanksgiving. How about this week? Where are you going this week? Absolutely. Is he, he overreacting got, he, or no? No, he's not overreacting. Yep. Two-thirds of the field gone, and you got to hold your nose this week with every pick. And next week's, uh, you know, no ne- no piece of cake either. Mike, next week, 12 games have a point spread of three and a half or we, shorter. We could be down to 1,000 by the end of week four. When you come in two weeks from today, we're under 800. Well, I said a thousand. Now you're saying eight hundred. Oh, eight. I said eight early. Yeah, you go. I agree. Yeah, yeah. we're in that range, and someone is going to get. Someone, people, going to start stepping out and taking chances here. But That's n- the other thing. No one has all six entries left. Just so you uh-huh. know, okay. right? Nobody that bought six has them left. So people are getting whittled down now to one, two, or three entries as well. Yes. Wow. So these double options for you know Thanksgiving Hello. or even if you get to Christmas, they're gone. Nice job, Maestro. <laughs> yeah. Right. The other thing is you can you look at one of the big plays could be. Chargers, because you have three teams laying a touchdown, but there are plenty of options for the Chargers. Later, you could use them against Tennessee. You could use them against Seattle at home. They go to Houston next week, right? Yep. But also, the like Mitch said, next week, you got all these games that are three, three and a half. We, no what? one sticks out. Who's the safe pick this week? I don't know. I mean, I look at the Chargers. Um, do you take Minnesota to bounce back off that horrific performance? It's not a primetime game, so Cousins might actually look like a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Um, what kind of a performance yeah. was that? Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Uh, you could look at Cleveland again. You could look at the Cincinnati. Cincinnati's desperate now. Yep. I think this is. A, I might use Cincinnati this week if I were in it. If I were still in it, they're zero two. They're desperate for a win. And the, the Flacco again. I mean, I know he stung him last year, but remember there was that t- terrible helmet-to-helmet offensive call that robbed them of that game. Right. Well, Mike White. How many? <laughs> right. How many people have them left though? Well, that's true. Because they 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 stung you in week one, yeah. and then probably some people had them against the Cowboys. So they were the second well, largest no, I, one to go out, one ninety-two. But you yeah. have them if you're still in. I, I'm going to assume a lot of people did not use the Bengals in week one. 
Well, I mean, so, yeah, no, no. A, a lot of people, everybody left still has the Bengals, clearly, because they're 0-2. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. everybody left in the no, contest still multiple, has Cincinnati. Well, multiple, yeah, but if you have multiple entries. I had the Bengals. I'm still alive. I, I got burned last week. How many entries stupid. did you have? Did you go in with? Six. Six, and what are you down to? Two or three? Three. Three. Right. A lot I, of people I know but, started with six have three. You're right. like the fourth person. And, and guess what I went out with? Road team on all of them. So that's why I was like, ah, so I'm hard trying, to, you're so talking hard, Bengals. But. So hard the first week not to use it. Everybody was a road favorite. Sure. Yeah. That's what took out half the field of yeah. week one. I got in four. I'm down to zero. I'm out of no. the contest. Uh. I'm all two. I'm all six to oh. zero. Wait, wait. He, he won. No. All, who did he have last week? Because he had Cleveland. In all, on all six? No, Cleveland. He had two left. I, I had two on Cleveland. Two of them. To lose like that. Yeah. I had, I'm not Horrendous. joking. I had, it was one of my worst, I mean. We'll get to it in no hyperbole. Okay. But it's just inexcusable. Yes. No, there's no worse way to lose than I, that. Mike, I had, a, no. I had to pop three ibuprofen on Sunday. I had a raging headache after I, that game. There was only seven games, which was nice in the 10 a.m. window, Pacific yeah, time. Yeah, I agree. I stopped watching the game when they made the first down. When they made the first down at the right. 12, I totally took my attention away from the game. Yeah, of course. Yeah. My, they were out of timeouts. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, running out of bounds I'm getting texts from numerous people. Congrats on the Cleveland pick. Oh, no. Ge- guess no, who? You got guess Steve Sears. <laughs> Steve Sears sent you a text. And guess who? Looking good. My partner. Oh, One of no. my partners in Survivor oh, that we had Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, he sends oh. me a ro- I love you, Ben. He sends, me a, he sends me a gif of a rocking chair as a joke. No. But yes, I no. swear to God. You know, Bill Aidy got him. Bill Aidy got him good years ago, too. Wasn't it like a Seattle-Houston game? Yeah. Led by baseball. three in the eighth? Base- baseball. Look, good call. Great call. Great, great, call. great call on the Astros. It was Verlander run line. <laughs> in Seattle, they were up 5-1 to one in the eighth, and, and, they, and they won by one. Yeah. yeah it's always call. funny when you yeah. get those messages. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Would, would you go? Get in the sports betting industry. <laughs> would you go with Kansas City? Colts desperate, too. Huh? I, that's, that's risky business as well. I think you got to go Vikings. Off the loss. Yeah. Look pathetic. Are the Lions, the are line. the Lions any good? Yes, they are. Yeah. Huh? That, well, they they can score. Yeah. They Absolutely can they score. Can. Yeah. 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 They had two offensive linemen out and still went up and down the field. How about that? And all these reports. Here's the tricky thing, right? About player props, injuries, fantasy, the whole thing. All week long. It's like DeAndre Swift. I don't know. Is he even going to play? He comes out. He, he rattles off that 50-yard yeah. yeah. run. He looks like a track star. Like, what, what are these injuries talking about? Come on. I had the over in that game. That was my play of the week in the NFL. Uh-huh. Did, did the Redskins, commanders have a first down in the first half? I don't think they had a first down in the first half. I said, Detroit's going to have to score every point in this game. They came out and showed a little life in the second half. But. Yeah, yeah. How about a millions update? Well. But 69 people failed to get their picks in so far. It's crazy. Had that. We got 15 bo- people, 10 and 0. 15. Okay. Now, that's halfway through the first, right? Because we go 4-5, four, 4-5. Five, four, five. 85 people at 9-1, and one, a game behind, and 320 people at 8-2. and two. On the other side, five people 0-10, oh going for the booby, and then another. 87 are 1-9. and nine. Mm. Do you know, because you, you had some people who you know got into the contest, and they specifically said, we're going to go for the booby mm-hmm. right out of the gates. Yeah. Do you know how they're doing, or have you not gotten uh, well, an one guy, one guy, no, did, he went 1-4, and four, but then he went 3-2. and two, so he, Oh, you can't have one of those? Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, can't it's unacceptable. Yeah, you can't, can't be that good. You can't. Well, you, I, I always say you got to kind of just luck into it after a few weeks and then, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. How about the people again with Survivor, though, forgot to put the picks in? That's like How the millions like you talked about. You, but Survivor you survived is... the carnage of week one. And seven days later, six days later, you can't get the pick in. That's a thing. You, That's you... more astonishing to me because the window with the five months of signups is always should be the highest. Because things get it, people get in the way, they get, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. People die, yeah. right? People get, and they forget, things like that. But then the, you survived week one. Yep. Half the field was gone. Oh, 
Forgot about week yep. two. You're live if you're <laughs> if you don't do that no. in week three. I can't. I can't. I just can't. I know. Neither can I. No. It, I don't even want to talk no. to you. Our no. buddies. Our buddy sets three alarms. I mean, what has oh, to yeah. happen where you just? You, you, isn't it worth? Isn't it, isn't it worth it for a local to get a proxy? Yeah, just so you yeah, have the guy right. texting yeah. you on Saturday morning. Absolutely. It happened to a guy who works at a casino on the strip last year. Remember, yeah. and he was in it late in the in the season. Yeah, he just forgot well, about he it. Fell asleep. 11, week Took eleven. Week week eleven, I believe. Was it last year? Week eleven. <laughs> yeah. Week eleven in week, Survivor. Week eleven. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> what can you do for him? Three oh five. He's calling Jeff Benson. Three o'clock last year. Four o'clock yeah. this year. Yeah. Hey, the deadline. Yeah. You're you're brilliant on this. You oh, and yeah. Derek have always stressed how it's a travesty in America. Mm. You're the master of active content. You know what to do and what people want when they go to a bar, when they go to a casino, at a sports book. You know you got to have the TV, TVs ready to go. You can't have on Fox News or the Weather Channel or CNN, any of, the, any of that crap. Got to have the games ready to go. This is a tweet from VEASAN contributor Will Hill, who's on every show here on the network. Yeah, I had a problem Monday. Went to dinner on Monday night. Yeah. The restaurant had two TVs. One was showing Bill's Titans. The other, think about this, the other had a replay mm-hmm. of Jets-Browns, and Will asked for the Vikings game. The bartender said, quote, people are watching what's on, end of quote, and would not change the Jets replay. Oh! And he's asking, what's the etiquette here? Bad job by Will Hill. Bad scouting. Why do you go to a restaurant or a bar wherever he was going out on Monday night with only two TVs? That's the first thing. And then maybe... The other thing is there were people watching the Jets replay. Yeah, that was the follow-up tweet. There were people watching yeah. the replay. Yeah, he also, the people were focused on that game. Are they unaware of what's going on? You just have to say, what are you doing? It's too well, bad. You, you can't, yeah, you got to say the game's, are, the game's 48 hours, 24 hours I would have suggested old. flipping the Bills game off. That's what <laughs> yeah. I would have suggested. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? It's over Flip the Bills game and put uh, the Vikings and Eagles on. No, but, the, it, it, yeah. <laughs> good it's, it, Good call. But well, it, it's on the bartender, too, though. People are watching what's on. It's a replay. We got two games going on at the same time here. So that, that bartender clearly had no idea the game was taped. Or it was uh, from the day before. I don't know. I think people wanted to watch the replay. And and Will Hill, with his love of Otani for MVP, is probably not getting any favors in New York. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Because he's in New York, (laughs) and so they want the Jets game on. It's like he he should have done a scouting report, and then he should have left quickly when the guy said they're watching. When the guy says they're watching what's on, you know he ain't getting changed. Move on. Is there nothing you can't walk to another bar, restaurant? That, that you know what? Be the okay. failure is Will Hill. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> okay. The not the restaurant. Manager. Okay. No. So you have you have the content managers back on this one. I'm surprised uh, I, by I, that. I do. It's a good angle. Um, <laughs> you have to be okay with that, right? And he has a wife and kids, so I get it. If they're going to be set on where they're going to go, but if you walk into a place specifically for Monday Night Football, they're not going to have it. Bam! There's the door. See you later. I'm not going to. I'm not going to eat here. Not close. You're no. out the door. You right. should have a backup plan. But again, no scouting report. Yeah, well, I'm well not done. going to a place. If I've got a big bet on a game, I'm not going to a place that, that I have a doubt whether I can get the game hey, on. Hey, what did we get last week before the, the first uh, Amazon Prime game? So two weeks ago, Bill's Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, we met a couple of guys from Austin who came up here when they were signing up for contests. They did the scouting report for Bill's Rams game in Austin. They called three restaurants. Amazon Prime? No, we don't have that. They're like, okay, uh, we're not going to come to the spot to watch Bill's Rams then. We've got to go somewhere else. That's the homework job. It is the homework job. It's a shame right? that we have to do that. But. I wonder if as the season goes on on Thursdays, the sports books are going to be the big benefactors from this. As people, less and less people, you know, there was they let it be on DirecTV last week right. and all that. As the season winds on and more, more and more people can't watch Thursday nights, watch these sports books fill up even more on Thursdays. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you guys good to go? Yeah. Everywhere? We're all good. Everything's yeah. good. Okay. All right. It is Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Wednesdays with the Maestro, Mike Palm, VP, Circus Sports, the Golden Gate Indy in downtown Las Vegas. Up next, uh, this is always TV and radio gold, especially during the football season. 
the biggest gaffes of the previous week. He kind of tipped his hand uh, at the one that I brought up a little bit earlier. But we'll get into no hyperbole coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. 
An incredible promotion courtesy of First Bet. They want, they want to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotel, tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head over to vsin.com slash horses to register. Win the trip to Santa Anita, the ultimate prize package. vsin.com slash horses. Our next guest has uh, quite the resume. Won a national championship in the early 2000s with Ohio State. The 18th overall pick in 2006 by the Dallas Cowboys. He also now hosts Morning Juice on 97.1 The Fan in Columbus. Bobby Carpenter joins the program. Good morning, Bobby. How are you today? Oh, gentlemen, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Look at this now. You're already uh, getting a workout in at the uh, Buckeyes practice facility after your show is done here. Uh, I wanted to begin with this. Uh, you played um, in a huge home-and-home home series, well, the first year of it anyway, when you were at Ohio State, and the Buckeyes and the Longhorns of Texas agreed to that home-and-home, and, home, and that 2005 game was against Vince Young. Uh, to me, that's college football. Uh, enough of this crap with the neutral site games. As a guy who played at such a high level at college, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, neutral site games, I mean, they're, they're fine. They're, you know, one-off here and there. I don't mind them. But for some of these big, you know, non-conference games, I, I honestly think the best thing you can do, you put them in that college environment because you bring in the fans. And that's what's so much different about college versus the NFL. Is the NFL, it's a little more stale. It's a little more corporate. But in college, you're pulling in students. You're pulling in all the alumni. You put that thing on at night. People have all day to tailgate. And you get really the best part of college football in those great environments. That was really, I think, only the second night game I had played at Ohio State at home. We played on a couple on the road. And I, I couldn't have imagined playing it you know, somewhere else, whether it was in Dallas, Texas, or Indianapolis, or you know, pick your NFL stadium where they usually put those. I think, like you said, they're best served to be at home because that's going to give the best experience to the people in the stadium and then also the people watching on television. Yeah, totally agree with you. And the other thing I love about the expanded playoff is home games in the quarterfinals. Imagine if a, a miss, an old miss or an Oklahoma State gets to host a playoff game on campus. I mean, that's the biggest thing to happen to Stillwater. Well, you look at the economic impact of those colleges and universities and what that does to the town, everything around it, you know, the businesses, the community. And it's great for the fans. Like, it, it, this is one other thing, gentlemen. It's tough, like, to ask people to travel. You know, it, it was one thing to go bowl games. Oh, now you have conference championship games. And now you have the semifinal. And if you had another round, like you start talking about people when you have family of four trying to travel these to the destinations at the last minute, and you're talking about flights being ridiculous, hotels get crazy. I mean, they're $10,000 outlays. And so to be able to have that first round in a home stadium where college is played, and yeah, you know what, it might be cold, there might be some elements, but hey, that's football. You see it in the NFL. But to be able to do that, I think that's going to make it pretty special. And it'll be a nice little thank you and an homage to the fans as well. Super high expectations for the Buckeyes this year. Uh, that's the case every single year. Uh, certainly, I think if they don't make the playoff this year, a lot of people will think it's a disappointment. Where does the resistance come from on this Big Ten schedule if they don't get it from Michigan? Yeah, well, Michigan's the fourth-ranked team in the country, so I think they're going to get resistance from Michigan. I think that that's something that's obviously going to happen uh, the final game of the season. I would anticipate that Michigan team rolling in with maybe one or zero losses. Mm -hmm. uh, you look at the rest of the schedule, Michigan State was ranked pretty high. They got beat up by Washington uh, out in Washington. Now, I will say this. The Big Ten has not fared well historically playing the Pac-12 on the road. 
Um, in non-conference games, they've struggled mightily. I think Ohio State was the last team to win um, on the road out there. And that was against Washington back in 2007 or 2008. So I, I don't want to completely just say Michigan State struggled, but you know, they had beaten some teams that weren't good. They climbed in the polls due to other people losing. I don't know if they're really the 11th or 12th best team in the country. They're probably ranked. So I think that'll be a good game. It'll be on the road. It's going to be up, uh, obviously, in East Lansing. And then Penn State, if you saw them go down and, you know, this Auburn football team isn't fantastic this season. We still go to Jordan Harry, you find a way to get a win, and you do it in a pretty dominating fashion. So I think Penn State is going to be a good game. That's Halloween weekend. So that should be another good one. And then you have Wisconsin this weekend who lost to Washington State. And I don't think they're the Wisconsin team that we've seen, you know, the past five to six years. But defensively, Jim Leonard's going to bring some heat. They're going to be good on that side of the ball. They're going to try to run it and make this, you know, bully ball tough situation. And, and really make it a physical game. So there's probably the, the highlight of the remainder of the schedule with Iowa being down. Uh, but the good news for Ohio State, I mean, outside of Michigan State and Penn State, much of their other difficult games will be at home. Yeah, I was going to get into the Wisconsin game as well, the game that we have this week in Ohio State favored by a ton of points. I think 17 and a half at last, last check, maybe even 18. Uh, Wisconsin's lost eight straight to the Buckeyes in this series. But believe it or not, five of those losses have been by one score uh, is this a close game, or do the Buckeye? I mean, I can't imagine the Wisconsin offense keeping up with the Buckeyes' offense. It's going to have to be the ground game and the defense for Wisconsin to keep this close. Yeah, for I think to be a close game, it's going to have to be reside in the twenties of the teens. Uh, I mean, heck, you guys have up there, the spread. You know, it's ballooning to nineteen. I liked it a lot when it was under seventeen points, like two touchdowns and a field goal. You know, a, a thirty-one fourteen game. You feel is good you feel good about maybe a 31 10 but you start getting that thing up to 19 uh it gets a little rough like you mentioned a lot of these have been one score games and it's because wisconsin they're able to dictate tempo they're able to create pressure the only way that this gets a little sideways for the badgers is if ohio state's able to force some turnovers they're able to score quickly and in doing that you take that wisconsin out of what they really want to do which is take the air out of the football ultimately line up try to pound that thing and keep it close as soon as you can get a two score lead on him, it really frustrates them because with Graham Merce in that passing game, it really hasn't come to bear because people would have hoped. Are you seeing the differences and, and the changes already with uh, Knowles coming over as D.C.? I think you can watch the games and you, and you can clearly see that. Uh, you know, they gave up a couple touchdowns last week, which was less than ideal on some big plays, and you never want to see that ultimately happen, but um, it's done a much better job. The red zone defense is good. They're attacking. They provide a lot of pressure. Uh, secondary's got to get cleaned up just a little bit, but the linebacker play has dramatically improved. And that was probably the thing that impacted Buckeye fans the most is that you can handle struggles on either side of the ball, but don't ever let it be, you know, a physical issue. And Ohio State's used to having a tough physical front. And when you see, you know, Michigan and Utah and Oregon line up and they're rushing for well over 100 yards in cases, you know, in excess of 200 yards, that's not something that Ohio State fans and the Ohio State uh, you know, fraternity is really accustomed to it. So that's where I think that disconnect was. Jim Knowles got that cleaned up. They've had, you know, almost double DFLs in each of the first three games. They had some penalty issues, got that cleaned up against Toledo. And so if they can get this secondary taken care of. I think this will be a top 10 defense in the country. Okay. Wow. You have a good resume. Uh, did you, when your time in Miami, did you think Dan Campbell would be a head coach? You know, I knew Dan, uh, Really, for my time in Dallas, he would always come back and live there in the off season. And after he had left and was playing in Detroit, so got a chance to play against him, but got a chance to know him in the off season. Uh, you know, Dan is—he's a unique guy. 
I'm pretty close with Mike Vrabel, you know, from his time when he was living in Columbus before he uh, ultimately started moving around the NFL. Uh, and they're very similar personalities. They come off as the tough, kind of rugged, meathead football player. Mm-hmm. But in reality, both of the guys are very similar. They're very smart coaches. They understand how to coach an entire game and how the offense, the defense, and special teams all bl- uh, blend together. And I'd say that a lot of a product of hearing Dan talk, he has a lot of Bill Parcells in his voice, a lot of uh, a lot of Sean Payton that's coming through there, which he was also with Parcells. So you mm-hmm. can hear those guys. And it's not all that different with uh, Mike Vrabel. I mean, he's himself, but a lot of the ways and things that he does are very uniquely Belichick, which also comes off that Bill Parcells tree. So being able to kind of hear those guys in the meetings, listen to them at the press conference and watching Hard Knocks, I, <laughs> there's a lot of terminology and style that obviously came uh, from – some of those guys higher up the tree. Yeah, pretty bad weekend this last weekend for uh, NFL teams in the state, state of Ohio. What the hell was that with the Browns? So I was talking about coaching a whole game. That was uh, not coaching a whole game. That was not coaching situational football. Yep. Uh, the best. And here's the thing. I mean, the object is to win the game, especially in the NFL. I mean, there is no there is no selection committee. There's no beauty contest. Your record is what it is. And so it stands on its own. So Cleveland, you know, they probably shouldn't have scored at the end of the game. They should have found a way to stay in bounds. You missed the extra point. You wouldn't have foresaw that happening. You give up a one-play touchdown. You don't foresee that happening. You know, you don't foresee giving up an onside kick. But the reality is, if you don't score that touchdown and you just run the clock out, maybe kick the field goal there at the end, and you just stay in bounds and you give them the ball back with a 10-point lead and 30 seconds to go, it's nearly impossible to win. So I said, it's not about going out there and winning by 13 or 14. If you win by 10, if you win by seven, that's all that matters. And so that was rough. And then Cincinnati's got to get their line cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And Joe Burrow's got to get rid of the football. He's struggling a little bit with that. But for a team in Cincinnati that revamped their entire offensive line this season, then I'm thinking if they're going to be better than they were last year, heck, they'll be a dynamo. And you're re-watching some of that game and watching what Micah Parsons was doing out there. I mean, that was, that was brutal. And they're going to get Joe Burrow hurt. So he's got to get rid of it. They have to protect him better. And some of that goes on Zach Taylor's play calling as well to make sure he gives viable options to get the ball out sooner. Great spot today, Bobby. You can follow him on Twitter. He is at BCARP3. Catch him at 97.1, uh, the fan morning juice radio show there in Columbus. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Thank you. Yep. Thank in you. pocket plays. What we're betting today coming up next. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. 
I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.